This is OMS Voices, an Amos podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth, and with me is Dr. Jazz Dillon, who is here to discuss safeguarding children against dog bites. Dr. Dillon, great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for the invitation. You betcha. So let's jump right into this. According to studies, who is the most susceptible to being bitten by a dog? Unfortunately, it's children. Mm. Children are twice as more much more likely to have a dog bite injury in the craniofacial region. Why is it children? Is it because they just don't know how to guard themselves? Like, oh, I better be careful around this. They just rush right in. Is that generally why? You know, we're actually not that sure. We've had a lot of sort of narrative around this. Is it because they're small? They're at the same height. They don't really understand the safety. They get too close. They have these really big eyes, kissing and maybe touching the dog in an area where the dog is not comfortable. And that causes this reaction. I sort of like also looked at sort of veterinary data in terms of the eyes and children have these very big eyes that are very attractive. But when you think about the animal population and at dogs in particular, the eyes can be threatening. And so we haven't really come to the bottom of this, but certainly the pediatric population and children, and particularly children under the age of 12, are very vulnerable to dog bite injuries. I never would have thought eyes were a reason that children are more susceptible to dog bites, but that's very interesting to hear. So let's talk about the different types of dogs who would be most identified as being involved in biting incidences. What types of dogs are we talking about? Well, so in general, almost 30% of the injuries that I looked at were the pit bull. And that comes to mind when you think about the pit bull breed and the aggressiveness of that breed. Having said that, when you look at the data, there is a range. So even something as passive as the Labrador had almost a 7% risk. So I would sort of come back. And we had a fair number of patients in our study where we actually didn't have which dog it was. So I would always say any dog, irrespective of how long you've had the dog, I have a dog, I love my dog, but I would never have had my child put their face near my dog. So that's very interesting. So for a parent listening to this, be guarded around any dog, even though the dog might look very safe and docile, just have your guard up a little bit. Is that a good way to look at it? You know, yeah, I I think that's critical. And one of the things that always concerns me is this social media and the celebrities and they have their babies and then they have these photos with their pet right near the new baby. All of that is a narrative that I would not like to encourage because there's certainly increased risk of that baby being attacked. And then what should we do to avoid dog bites? In this vulnerable population, again, never leave your child alone with your dog, ever. I think that's that's critical. When you look at the devastating injuries and the deaths, the dog was alone with the baby. And uh, obviously, there's been some horrific cases in the news, but you always want to keep the child supervised. And the other thing is, allow uh, make sure that the child understands there are things you must not do, just randomly go and touch and grab uh, to their face where they can be run vulnerable. And if a dog is eating... That's an absolute no-no. It's very important the child doesn't go towards the dog when they're eating because the animal will perceive that as a threat, irrespective of how much that animal loves you. 
So is there an age when it is safe then for a child to be alone or more rounded dog? I'm thinking eight, nine, I don't know, I'm just asking. That's a great question. We didn't actually look at that in our study. Yeah. What we found is 12 and below were increased okay. risk. And certainly the under sixes, we found that that group, the injuries were predominantly around the eyes, which is why that's a big focus. With adults, it tends to be noses, mouths, lips, but children, eyes. Okay. I think as a parent myself, I think it's very important to think, when is your child understanding the importance of safety and risk? And for every child, that is going to be different. So as a parent, you have to assess that for your child. So generally, though, you've helped answer the question, though. So generally, under six is kind of the time frame where you really have to be more cautious around dogs. I, I would say so, yes. Yeah. Okay. So should a victim then have a consultation with an OMS when experiencing a dog bite? 100%. I think as maxillofacial surgeons, we are the experts in treating injuries of the head and neck, the, the mouth. And uh, if you have a dog bite, I would strongly encourage you to see your local oral maxillofacial surgeon. So thank you for your time. This has really been fascinating and informative. Any final thoughts when it comes to safeguarding children against dog bites, Dr. Dillon? One thing is, other than what we have said as an association, the Oral and Maxillofacial uh, Surgery Association, we have a National Facial Injury Protection Month, which is in April, and the American Veterinary Society also has it in around April. And what we are trying to do is be very collaborative, and we will be working with that association hopefully in the future so we can really help to get this message out. And it is a good message. So thank you again for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much for the invitation. You bet. That is Dr. Jazz Dillon. And for more information in the full podcast library, please visit myoms.org. And if you found this podcast to be interesting, please share it on all of your social media and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening.